This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Gilo and Mike of BoozeDancing.com. You can see the television interview with Gilo and Mike on RVNTV.tv. You will find it under Fermented Adventure the Show. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Gilo and Mike and let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. I am here with boozedancing.com. I'm here with Gilo and Mike. Welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Have uh, Great to have you guys on the podcast. Thanks for, ha- thanks we for just, having us. We just thanks wrap- for having us. Thanks for having you. Thanks for having us. You've, I was been, say you've, that. you've been had. <laughs> Um, we just finished wrapping up uh, taping our TV show, Fermented Adventure of the Show. Thanks for taking some time to come back and sit down with us. I've been excited ever since I met you at Stolen Wolf for the Rosen Rye experience and the distillation to, to, to meet you. Um, you've got a great YouTube channel. You've got a great website. Tell me how all that got started. How did how did boozedancing.com get started? And you go by it's just booze dancing too. So well, you have the a little name bit of the of blog is it's just the booze dancing. The URL is boozedancing.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, whatever, it's at booze dancing. You're on Grinder too, right? Pretty sure Gila's on Grinder. Right? <laughs> okay. Sure. No. So uh, about, no. about 10 And you know years. what? I get no hits on Grinder. I wonder why. Swipe. <laughs> so on a, on a number of uh, we, we found that as we all had our second child, there was a propensity for the folks that shared backyards to go out and drink a lot. So then we thought if we sit outside and drink a lot, we're probably not a good role for model those, for the For children. those that are looking for parenting advice, is it the second child you start drinking or it just happened to work out that way? Well, the first child I think we were drinking in our own homes. It was okay. the second child where we started to branch out and drink outside. Well, so, no. Actually, there, I don't think that... Well, in your case, the, the third. Well, I was working third. on third. He was working on... His third is my second because they're about so, the same age. So we, uh, we, we share backyards. Another guy has a backyard backs up to us. A, th- a fourth member was across the street. And we started... Notice we hung out more when we had our second or third children. Yes. And uh, we sort of looked at it and said, if, if we turn this into a blog, we're authors. If we just sit outside, we might be drunks. Or I think so as you said... probably should be authors. Wow. So, so, so <laughs> what, you're, what I'm understanding is legitimizing Bingo. everything. Yes. That's the word. Somebody I, just had to set up like a WordPress site, and all yes, of a sudden, it. it becomes legitimized. Well, exactly. we, we refer to wow. ourselves as the Algonquin Roundtable without okay. the intellect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Put right there. He's making this up as he goes along. He's never said that before. Right I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so that's new. So that makes I, me... I, it, it's like, you know, in a relationship, you always seem to learn something new about your mate or partner, right? So this is, uh, there's, there's, uh, you, Mike, you're bringing something to G-Lo that he's never heard before. There you go. Usually anger and disdain, but that's okay. I have said it before. He's probably been too drunk to remember, but that's well, very whatever. True. That's very true. So, in the research. so where did you, so, so, all right. So the idea is you're sitting in the backyard. You guys are all hanging out. You become really good friends. It becomes something around the neighborhood. Where did the name booze dancing, where did that come from? It was, it was a, a series of emails going back and forth. Our, our neighbor, the Wookiee, or Chris. How did, how did Chris become the Wookiee? He's 6'5", and he's hairy as hairy can be. Is he, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. is, that, is that what he, he sounds like when he talks? Yeah? He does a pretty good Wookiee. He's also yeah. a Star Wars fanatic. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's really not good. No, it's not. It's <laughs> All right, not. so he's not coming to the pool party is what you're saying. Well, he is, but then they got to clean out the filter. Yeah. Nice. So just saying. Nice. He's I think walk- we've used the term manscaping. Try it. Okay. Many, many times. <laughs> he's a walking carpet. Yes. <laughs> He'll acknowledge that. But anyway, so it started with four. Uh, the other two guys, The Rock, a.k.a. Ray, they kind of dropped off. Every once in a while, they'll, you know, they'll poke in and give a snide comment and call us idiots. But that's, you know, that's, that's normal. And it's well-deserved. I think it's well deserved. I don't think they're wrong. Um, so, and we picked up a West Coast member. So we have a West Coast office. We had a New York office for a little while. We have a West Coast office. Our, our buddy Aaron, who's out in Torrance, California. I, I love how you have the East Coast versus West Coast. Oh, I think it's hysterical. Yeah, if you look at it, it's it's really cool to see. I'm that. Biggie. He's Tupac. Okay. <laughs> and emphasis well, on the big. I think something happens. You both get capped at the end. So I don't know if you want to go with that. I, I would try something different. Yeah. <laughs> As he likes to say, no one gets out alive. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe Paul Simon and I don't know Mark Garfunkel. Uh, I think one of the so beach Chris, Christopher Walken. One I don't know. Who do you want to go with? Okay. We okay. Chinese watch. Chinese watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but but the booze dancing. Where yes. where like, where did the name come from? So we had a whole series. So so the Wookie is where I was trying to get at. Right. He's good at just boom 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 throwing out a bunch of titles. So he threw I can't out. imagine what what titles were coming out of. There were some uh, good ones. I had the email somewhere, but I, I won't bore you with the details. There was like whiskey dicks around the fire, the back drunk agains. But there was a there was a copyright infringement term with that one. So okay. you know we didn't want to get the, the backyard against the Nickelodeon folks after <laughs> us. So we skipped that one. It, then, it's like it's like how Maker's Mark. Yeah, you can't use red wax, ah. and it can't go a certain drip below the shoulder of the bottle. I mean, they'll 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 get on top of you okay. real fast. So so you were worried about Nickelodeon coming in your backyard, and well, uh, I wasn't worried about it, but he was. <laughs> okay. He actually has some brains. I was just like, I yeah, was, sure, why not? I was more worried about my children who like the backyardigans okay. asking why. We <laughs> why are they the bank truck again? <laughs> again? Exactly. So yeah, so we kind of just went off with a couple of names, and then he threw out. Well, you just, said the whiskey dicks. Whiskey dicks, like. Like, How did that one come about? I don't know. It was for, for you were drinking. And, okay, you know, I'm bald Rick because I have no hair. Okay, it was uh, well, you would be bald Dick at that point, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. So Rick, <laughs> well, Rick, whatever. Harry Richardson, you know, anything. Yeah, that all is, this so. kind of stuff. So we just kind of put just monkeying around. You know, okay. This, this is what happens when you go through a couple of bottles of bourbon. Um, so and then we wound up with he threw out booze dancing, and I'm like, it's just the booze dancing. And we were kind of, I think, wedding crashers came out around that time. Or a couple years prior, we were right. watching that a lot. So I was like, all right, let's do that. So that'll that's work. The, that's the line Christopher Walken is complimenting Vince Vaughn for his dance moves. And he says, oh, I, I just got lucky. It's just the booze dancing. And that was sort of, yeah, okay, kind of Wedding Crashers, Vaughn, pretty good. I, I love I like it. That. And uh, 
I, I think it's it's rememberable, which I like. Yeah, there's, and, there's uh, no dancing, but there's a lot. No, of there's not. I've, I've been tuning in for dancing. No I really dancing. have. Like, Trust me. this could I'm be like a spinoff of Dancing with the Stars. Oh no, nobody wants to see that. Dancing. <laughs> how about Dancing at the Bars? I think boozing, boozing with the Stars would be a much better That'd be show. Much more fun. I think so. I agree. <laughs> wow. Hold on. I want. Can we get a copyright on that so nobody can have it? Boozing How does that stars? work? I want boozing with the it stars. Well, you show. know, they got the Hot Wings Challenge. Yeah. So why don't we do the booze? Well, uh, you, have dude, uh, that... you have comedians and cars with coffee. Right. right. So why not boozing with the stars? Boozing with the stars. They all, all right. drink. Come on. Please. I'm sealing that in an envelope. Every, we, they're we, all starting booze companies. Right? Ryan right? Reynolds has a vodka. Everybody, everybody makes a cocktail. Right. Right. Yeah, I just had Bob right. Dylan's uh, Heaven's Door last week, so everybody's doing something. He's got something coming up. Yeah, actually, it's not bad. I think the ride was really good. Yeah. I. I had his bourbon, the rye. Yeah. It was good. And the artwork is spectacular. Yeah. So, the I mean, the is yeah, that brilliant. was good. And you know me. I'm a huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> pretty packaging. Pretty shiny. Pretty shiny, shiny packaging. Pretty shiny packaging. Look, squirrel. Uh, exactly. Yes. My name is Doug. So, you've got the name. You guys are hanging out. Yes. You're talking. So, so what's the next step? What, what happened after that? I decided to open up a WordPress, uh, WordPress site. Okay. So, it started with a couple of reviews. And, and this is what year? Uh, 2010? 10, yeah. April 2010. Okay. So we're approaching 10 years. 10 years. Wow. So started with just some reviews and then, like, I've always kind of wanted to write or I've always been interested in photography mostly. So this was kind of a nice way to combine the two. So I take bottle shots or pictures at events or whatever it is, you know, learning as I go. You know, you go a couple years and you get the right lens. You get a nice wide aperture lens. I discovered the, the bokeh or whatever you want to call it where you get that, you know, the fuzzy where everything's sharp in the front it's all like blurry in the background okay and it's like oh this is kind of fun so I did that for a while and then the last year or two you know I was looking on YouTube and usually YouTube was kind of like you know why why are my kids watching YouTube but then you start to poke around and you realize there's a lot of really good content creators out there so for eight years we were boozedancing.com has been a blog correct and people have gone on and you've grown your following at this point on the blog side of things right, right. and then you, you look at YouTube and said hey listen this could be a really cool I mean I think what's going to be fun is when people tune in and mm-hmm. haven't seen what you do right. I think it's unique I think it's entertaining I think it's educational too we this, try. you do a lot of different things I mean you're not just doing um, whiskeys or bourbons, as we talked about. You're doing beers. You're doing glassware. I think you talked about doing chocolates, too. Uh, did we do chocolates? Yeah, we've, we've done a lot of things. Or, 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 or you will if somebody uh, wants to send you free chocolates. Oh, no. It was a chocolate liqueur. Yeah. But if somebody wants to send you, like, bourbon balls, yeah, you'll sure, review those. Yeah, I'll review those. Yeah. 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 I'm totally it. But we, uh, we've, we've really branched out. And, again, it's the technology that, you know, blogs are big. we got a blog. You know, gotcha. YouTube channel is kind of exploding. Everybody's got a channel of something. And, I mean, we might be a little bit the behind the curve. Moves, we're, honestly, we're I don't know what curve you're behind. I think yeah. you're right there. I, we're, it, it's about fun. Honestly, it's, this is a side gig, or as we like to call it, our side hustle. Okay. <laughs> and so we're just kind of having fun. As long as we're amused and just kind of keeps it interesting, you know, try something different, see how it goes. Take and when, when you do a review... You tend to do it alone, and that minimizes some of the enjoyment of the alcohol. You know, you, you want you got a beer, you really like the beer, you want to share it. You mean you mean alone? If when you do a review in terms of the blog, or for the blog, we're doing okay. it by ourselves, right? So I might take a bo- a, a beer and, and do a review by myself, and take my picture, and that's my impression of whatever it is, right? When we bring it to the table as part of the, the YouTube channel, now it becomes a conversation. Yeah, there's a back and there's forth. There's a lot more going yeah. on, a back and forth. I, I found something that you didn't see. You found something that I didn't see. And it becomes more of an appreciation 
of the whole process. It's a nice to, kibitz, right? Right. And and I yep. think that's really the whole point of this stuff. You know, it's not like I don't even like drinking by myself anymore because it's just not it's not it's just not as much fun. You know, for me, it's the conversation. Well, at least you have somebody to tell you where you are when you wake up if you're drinking well, with somebody true. else. It's the experience. It's the conversation. I think this, the whiskey is like secondary, and to me, it's been. While I like to try new whiskeys, it's also been about meeting people. Like, met you at the Stolen Wolf. Stolen Wolf, Rosen Rye. We've met a ton of people at whiskey events all around the country, whether it's other bloggers or just people we've run into and met several times. He'll host a bottle share a couple times a year. And we, you know, we're bringing people that we've met along the way. I met some people on Twitter, met some people via Instagram. So it's just been kind of fun. I think the exciting part about this is, again, we met at an event. Right. This is this is part of that niche yeah. where you meet some really fun, interesting, cool people. And I would imagine when you started in your backyard, did you expect it no. to look like it was today to have? I mean, did you Absolutely. sit out and say, wow, we can have a U- well, YouTube. Was it around no, 10 no, years no, ago? No, we can have a YouTube it channel, was, was it? But I don't know how big it was. I think it was just, you know, you look at an old clip of, I don't know, All in the Family. Right. family album, yeah. Yeah, which is what I do all the time, too. And, you know, we'll throw that in there. Um, but it's just been interesting. It's been fun to meet people. Like you met Sam at the uh, Stolen yep. Wolf, uh, the Stiller. Sam Spears. Him. Yeah, I met yep. him on Twitter. You know, we, he's Louis Lopez and yeah, all yeah. those guys. And you, you know, got a chance Aaron, to have Dick Stoll on the guys podcast. Guys in California. You know, I, we met we met Laura Fields yep. through emails or whatever. Finally met her at Stolen Wolf, and we met um, Marco Lespia Whiskey Cast, who lives a couple towns over in Haddonfield. So it's just been a really good experience just to meet some people, you know, get together. It's also, I think, I find this to be an excuse to get together. So if there's like an event, it's on the calendar, and you know there's people that are willing to go there, you know you're going to see them at least once a year. You know, and you're going to have a good time for a couple hours and, you know, chat and discover new whiskeys and see what's going on. And I, and I think the point behind a lot of this is none of this was meant to be drunk in a vacuum. It's meant to be shared. Right. And... Okay, well, we need to share it. So you need to go. You know, Mike, that's the essence of it, right? I mean, it's funny you mention that, and I I appreciate you saying that because now when I go to breweries, cideries, meters, wineries, distilleries, what have you, I look to find something and I say, wow, I can't wait to share this. Before in the beginning, it was like, I can't wait to hoard this. (laughs) Like, I don't want anybody having this because at the end, (laughs) there's none left, and then the experience is gone. But I don't care anymore. I want to share it. I want to enjoy it. I want to, you know, bring it, people it together. Better. Like, why does the beer always taste better at a bar? You're with your friends. You've got the atmosphere. Maybe you have a favorite bar. You have a bartender you like. It's like, hey, Rich is here. Yeah. You know, and whatever. What are you having today, Rich? Oh, we got this new beer. I don't know. What, what, G-Lo, what are G-Lo and Mike having? Yeah, <laughs> what they just well, review? It <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, you know, we'll try anything. So it's about the experience. It's about learning something. It's about meeting people. It's just and, and, and I think that's also been a big part of this you know, discovery is you go out and initially I like one thing, Gila likes something else, other things we never even heard of. Well, and in the beginning. kind of branches out. I was a Guinness Jameson That's what I said. Guy. In the beginning, what did you yeah. like? Guinness Jameson. You know, okay. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, the, basically the, the, the table whiskeys, the Glenfiddich, Glenlivet, stuff you're going to find in the bottom shelf at the bar. Right. And that to me was the sum total of my experience. And now you go out and, and you're all over the place. You're going to look in the bar and going, had it, had it, had it, had it, had it. Where before, I we're talking bottles, not that. people, right? Yes. Bottles, yes. Right. People yes. Thank, thank God, you very God, much. God, no. Appreciate no. you no. qualifying that. No. No. Shot down, shot down, <laughs> shot down. <laughs> Pepper sprayed. Sure. Restraining order. <laughs> I have to leave now. So when you guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think this is so much fun that... Like, what was that aha moment for you where you looked at each other 
and you really said, wow, we've got something here. This isn't just like a little backyard, you know, share. It's it's something else. Well, I understand. There's no money in this at all. But the good thing is it doesn't I'm not saying money. monetarily. No, 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 I'm no, saying just, for you, when did you like go, wow, this is something. You know, I, I think it's like when you get the comments occasionally or even like silly things like a retweet or someone just says, hey, you know, that was fun. You know, or, or they said, hey, you know, that was really good. Thanks for pointing it our way. You know, or pointing us in that direction. Whatever it is. For me, I think it was the first time we got something in the mail. Got something someone, in the mail. They mailed whiskey or beer. Oh, somebody sent you samples. Somebody actually sent us samples yeah. in the mail. Okay. And you sat back and you went, wow, we're not the imbeciles we thought we were. <laughs> we're a notch above. And someone appreciates what we're doing and actually sent something to us to get our, our opinion of whatever it was. And then to go to an event and actually walk through the event and have something that is brand new to other people. We're, we already had that, you know. Right. That's so you're, that you're, on, you're on the cutting edge three yeah. years ago. We're, we're right there. We right. had that. Where you know, I, I think that was where you kind of sat back and went, "Okay, we're we're uh, we're pretty good. This is okay. We're we're a solid C. I like this." <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, we're we're not consumer reports. At the end of the day, it's our opinion. It's not empirical evidence. It's not like you know we're product testing. We try it. We like it. We try to go in cold. As much as possible, meaning that you don't want to read the label, don't you don't want to, want to try it, you don't want you don't want to, you want to open it, and then you want to have that initial right. just experience. Just have the experience. It's always right. the first impression. Now, granted, there might be something we don't like now that we might like a couple tries down, but we don't always have that opportunity to try. Yeah, I was I was thinking for time. integrity person, if somebody's sending you an example, look, I mean, people want to follow you because they're going to get your honest opinion. You're not going to be a publicist for a product, but no. you are going to give your honest opinion, yeah. right? You don't want to be Pollyanna. You don't want to be out there. Everything's wonderful. Right. Sally Field, they like me. They really like me. <laughs> we don't want that. Right. You want to go out there and you want to give it a, a full appreciation, but by the same token... This is someone's livelihood, so you don't want to be mean, spiteful, deliberately badmouth something. Mm -hmm. If you get a product that maybe you didn't like, you try and find something about it that it, it, I didn't like it because I don't like this or I don't like that or they tried to do this and it didn't quite work for me. Maybe it will. Or this is only a two-year-old whiskey at four years or six years. This might be better. Or they barrel-aged it in something. They shouldn't have barrel-aged it. Try barrel agent something else. Finish it in a different barrel. Well, here's you know, one come out with something positive. Right. Remember many years ago we tried the first. Did you ever have um, Rogue's uh, Dead Guy Whiskey? No. Maybe we had it 10 years ago. And they were in the early stages of, of distilling and aging and all that stuff. I think it was aged like 30 days yeah, or 90 you, days. You get a bottle and it says 30 year or 30 something. Theirs actually said aged 30 days. Okay. Yeah. Where 30 days of aging for whiskey is not really enough. No. It just isn't. wasn't very good. Well, unless they're doing it and they're in, like, I, I hear of people now taking barrels and pressurizing them well, and dropping them. you got a barrel and yeah. throw the oak turners yeah. in it and everything yeah, else, I mean, but they did not do that. It wasn't very good. But then a couple years ago, we tried their more recent Dead Guy whiskey. They changed the packaging. Um, they aged, I think it was like two years or three they, years. They revamped it. Before, they used to put it out in almost a beer bottle. And now they put it out in a whiskey bottle. They have a dead guy topper to it. They put beautiful bottle art yeah, they, on it. They the and now they've gone around. and taken it from 30 days to two years or three years. I think it was two years. Yeah. And it's a whole different product. I, I think from that perspective and, and what you're sharing, you know, look at look at the way you've evolved and look at the way your blog and then the yeah. TV show is involved. Let's face it. Like you said, that's somebody's livelihood. And when we look at the people that are starting these businesses and actually doing it, 
I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. Sure. I have to. I have to sure. pay the bills. I have to get stuff to market too. But to your point, there may be something you had to eat that day, or you know, just something where your palate may be off, or it, mm. it, just because you don't care for it or don't care for it that day, doesn't mean you don't go back to it in, a, sure. in another sure. week or so, and then it, it and, changes. And a, a good example of that, we were uh, getting samples from Anderson Valley, a, a beer company, okay, and they're on the West Coast. And they sent stuff to us. And when they sent it to us, I'm not exactly sure how circuitous the route was. But one of the uh, bottles they sent us was not good. Right. And it, you couldn't possibly was it make it. or something? Or? And, uh, and we didn't know right. because we'd never had it. Right. And we did our review and said, you know, this one was okay. This one was pretty good. This other one was not very good. I'm not sure what it was. And they not took exception to it, but they noted what we said. And they said, this is actually our bestseller. So what we sent to you, it isn't that you had a bad day. It's you must have had a bad bottle. Okay. And they resent it because they're like, well, try it again. Because that's, what you got, that's, that's hugely what you interesting. What you got was, yeah. was really not. That's you know, huge. That's not what we want you to set. And the second bottle we got must have been properly sealed and pressurized or refrigerated. Or and shipped, it was probably. it was a whole different experience. Okay. It's like you said, what I had today and what I have tomorrow, it's two different days. I'm not really sure. You know, Mike, you bring up a great point that thinking about that. You go through the process of actually shipping something that you want somebody to taste and review. Take time to make sure the packaging right. and how you're getting it there is going to be in a way that it's not going to damage your product. You have to take the, the best precaution. That's a learning experience yeah, sure, too. Sure. You know, and, sure. and even for you, I'm sure you stop and say before you taste it, wow, is everything the way it's supposed to be? Right. You know, I mean, with whiskey, I don't think it's as much of an issue, right? Because it's a lot less volatile. No, no. But with a beer, or even if, if we did wine, wine would be, I guess, more of an issue. If it was in a hot, if you're talking the summer and you send that in a hot tracker trailer yeah. or shipping that could take a week to get from California, a lot can happen in that time. Hundred degrees, and you may not yeah. get to it that day. That's right, you don't get to it could sit on month. your shelf for a while, right? So the damage may already be done. Right, you just don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. So the, your biggest aha moment, obviously, you know, you talk about that when you started getting things shipped to you. You know, what, what have been some of the challenges with with what you've been looking to do? What have, what have been some of the hurdles that you've looked to overcome for for the boozedancing.com? I think just finding the time. To yeah, just, that's to, the biggest just to be more consistent. I mean, I like to get like at the beginning, it was, you know, maybe it was like once a month. Then we started getting into it a little bit. And it was a while. It was like, you know, maybe three, four posts a week. Now we're down. To, I'm trying to do two. If I can get us to get two out every week, two videos and then two blog posts to go with it, you know, because you know what it is. It's all about relevance. If you're not really out there, people just want content to keep coming out. They yes. want a steady stream of content. So I think the whole point is maybe you don't have to have something out every day, but if you're going to have something out twice a week, you have to have it out twice a week. They want that consistency, you know, and you know it, but, you know, as a content creator. Right. You know, I mean, I try the best. I mean, it's, you know, life right. gets in the way. And like if you all of a sudden start doing a podcast every two months or maybe, well, I didn't do a podcast for three months, you fall off the radar. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we're not, we're not A-list. Maybe we're, you know, B-C-list. Can I give you a B-plus? Thank you. <laughs> Would that make, I, I think, look, I know you're shooting for a C, so I'll give you a B-plus. He's so. a great grader. Yeah. He really is. I like it. Gotta go for average. Nothing wrong with average. I, 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 you brought beer and you brought whiskey. I'll grade you on a curve. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. We don't grade on a curve. <laughs> and, and as, as no, we don't do curves. We, we, we both have full-time jobs. Right. Which our, our wives have said we can't quit just to drink. <laughs> and we both have God knows we've tried the monetize. We're now approaching college age, which means we have to keep our full-time jobs. So it becomes one of those that just the time is a real constraint. And aside from that, I, I don't really think our wives have 
kind of tolerated what we're doing? Well, the beauty is we're doing this at home. I mean, well, I'm what's your family's room? I mean, this is like, the, like I, I hate to harp on it, but you start in the backyard, and then the next thing you know, all this has happened. What's your family's re- response been? What is, what's their perspective? The, the, the best thing okay. we do is when we go to an event, and they give you the little la- lanyard that says press on it. Okay. Yeah. And I'll bring it home. <laughs> And I'll wear it for like a day because <laughs> you'll wear it in the because, shower. Because my, my children openly mock what we do, and I'm like, "Look, I'm a member of the press. Yes, you so are. Yes, you right are. here. Yeah. They don't just give these away. Mike, you're big media. <laughs> I mean, again, like I said, the fun thing has been meeting people. And like, let's say when we met at Stall and Wolf, right. I mean, it was nice that Laura reached out. There was Laura Fields, who you interviewed a few episodes back. Yeah, Dick Stoll. Yeah, Laura yeah. Fields and so, Dick Stoll. So you know, it was nice to get an invite to that. There weren't a lot of people there. I mean, there, there was a good bit of people, 15, 20 people maybe yeah. showed up. So it was it was nice to be a part of that, to experience that. You know, we've had that. We've, got, we've gotten to be friends with some importers or our friend Raj, Whiskey Raj on, on Twitter. And, you know, he he's invited us to events. We've met him a couple times at events. We've gone out to dinner with him. And we've become friends. You know, he's, just, he's a great guy and he brings in great whiskey. Mike's been a fan of buying whiskey. So luckily he buys. I, I do the editing. His cost you're responsible. You're, you're bringing I, in product I, and you're editing. I do yeah. have to. I do have to say that I do hoard some whiskey. He too, is though. a bit of a whiskey hoarder. <laughs> so, He's a bit of. A, I have limited space. I've I've allowed myself one cabinet in the kitchen. Okay. And you just, have a lot. I have a lot. Okay. Because I don't want to get out of hand. All I right. Keep. I like a small rotating inventory. The problem is it hasn't really enough time to drink, so a lot of stuff is lingering. Thankfully, we get a little bit of sample, little samples, and we just kind of you know move through. Well. I know you brought a bottle with you today. Well, Adam, who's, who's I'm going to say who's who's who statues uh, that out? We are. Uh, uh, I'm a member of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. He's uh, the member of it. Uh, started in Scotland. There's a U.S. operation. What they do is uh, in Scotland they'll go out and they'll sample casks, and you'll get a master distiller at a particular distillery who will say, "This cask is not exactly what we want for what we release, but it's awfully good, and we'll sell it to you." So the society will go out and they buy about 2% of what they sample. So their master distiller is a golden key guy who goes through and tries everything. And what I brought today is a Glendronic. Um, this will never taste like an actual Glendron because it doesn't fit their flavor profile. But it's an awfully good whiskey. Um, and they give you these ridiculous names and ridiculous flavor profiles that come out, which I'll read after. We come up with our flavor profiles. It's called Frisky Fun. It's bottle number 96.11. For the society, 96 is the distiller and their secret code. And 11 is the number of casks. So they've only purchased 11 casks from Glendronic at this point in time. So some of the distillers, you know, cask number one, they're probably up to over 100 casks. Okay. Glenfarclas. By the time they got to Glendronic, Glendronic now is number 96. So they've gone through. There's 123, 24 Scottish distillers at this point. And they also bring in rum, Armagnac, uh, and some international scotch as well, uh, or whiskey as well. They've got uh, some relationships with India and some of the other distillers. So for somebody that's curious, so we talk about the society. How does somebody get to be part of the society and get a chance to uh, try some of the you things you You can go out to their website, okay. and they actually have a little t- sample kit they'll give you as a brand new member. And they offer events in some of the major cities around the country. Uh, Philadelphia, I believe they do something every two months. In New York, they do something every month. Okay. Uh, they'll release five or six bottles every month. They call it the internationally. Uh, they call it the what? They're the in, their, in their out turn. Okay. They'll do a release and they'll take a, a barrel. We'll give you somewhere between 200 and maybe 300 bottles. And there'll be a U.S. allotment. 
And when you get the bottle, that's all there ever is. So this bottle, 9611, this is all there ever is. There'll never be another 9611. That's it. Which is the um, beautiful thing about a barrel pick. Yeah. Because right. so that's the only one that's the only one there'll ever be. And if you really like Glendronic at 96, 9611, and 9612 might be very different whiskeys. So not good or bad, just very different. Right. So, so this is a single barrel from a single malt. Single now, barrel, when you buy a bottle of single malt... Single malt doesn't mean single barrel. They're taking, you know, various They could be blended. Yep. Right. But they're blending their own. Right. It has to come from that distiller. Absolutely. So, so this is bottle number one of 210. This is from... Is it bottle number one or is it one it, of 210? One of 210. Sorry. One of 210. Only 210 bottles came out of this. And uh, this was distilled in June of 2006. It is a refill barrel X bourbon, and it's a space side whiskey. Does it tell so, you? And again, does it tell you how many times that barrel's been used? Do, are, do you have an awareness of it, or they'll, they'll where the you, barrel came from? They'll tell you that it's uh, new fill, refill, hogshead, whatever it is, and they'll tell you it's X bourbon, X sherry, X whatever. Okay, but they really won't tell you exactly how many times. Um, when they say it's a refill, it's probably been used once to make the bourbon, once to make some kind of scotch. And then again, they refill it with something else. Okay. And the other thing they do is they tend not to keep the barrels together. They'll break them down and rebuild them because they'll retoast them. So they'll take the barrels apart, build the barrel again, toast it again. Mike, I didn't. I didn't I, this is just, why I love doing this. Yeah. I learned something. I didn't they, know they did yeah. that. So they'll go and they'll redo the barrels occasionally as well. So um, not all the time because you don't want to lose some of the flavor that was imparted from right. the bourbon and the sherry. Absolutely. But they'll do other things. Um, as when we first started doing this, one of the Scottish brand ambassadors came out and said, you have to understand we're Scottish. We don't pay for air. So when we buy barrels, we break the barrels down and rebuild them. Because we're not shipping empty containers, we're shipping pallets of wood. Absolutely. So, you know, they go through and they refile the barrels to other things. So, uh, you know, different barrels with different char, char levels between a light char or a heavy char or something <clears> that's <throat> just toasted a little bit to bring out a little bit of the... the um, what was contained in the wood before some of the vanilla, some of the tannins, some of the, the, the bourbon that was in there. And other ones, they'll rechar completely because they want to get more of a full flavor out of it. So okay. Really they don't want anything else being imparted yeah. into that whiskey. So this is a refill X bourbon. It's probably been used once okay. for something else. And, now they and this is, you, we just cracked this open. This is the first time you're having first it. First time we open it up. If you listen, maybe it'll be a glug glug. Now, did we have this at the last event or you're just you We just had this at the second to last event. What's the ABV on this one? The ABV on this is fifty-seven six, I believe. It's got a five in it. And we not, we you know, know we like that's that's key five. for you, isn't it? It has it's to have a five. It's, it's got, got a five. five. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's fun to get a barrel strength, right? Because you just and the thing is, you can kind of make it taste how you want it to taste. So if you want it hot, you leave it as is. You want to water it down a little bit, you water it down. When you get a forty-three, you can't take the water away. So. Now, I look at it, this is, you know, I, I enjoy drinking what the master distiller, what their palate, what their intention was. Right. And, and to get their perspective on that. I gotcha. And I... So we're, we're I doing really, the nose right now. You know, we'll go, we'll go to the society event and they'll do a tasting. They'll give you six samples, small amounts, a little bit of food just to go and try things. And then after the event, they'll ask if you something you'd like to buy. And I'm a fan of Glendronic, so I bought the cask. And they um, actually had this when I was... This was bourbon, you said? This is ex-bourbon. They do a lot of sherry. Yeah. This is not typical for them? I think it's a little bit different. 
So, I, I do. I, I don't know why, but I'm picking a peach in the nose, and I mean, I'm, I'm well, not saying I don't know you, why, you, you but go, that, that's surprising. That's that, you yeah, you go, uh, you go ex bourbon. You're going to get more fruity flavors. If it's an ex sherry, you're going to get really like heavy raisinies, pitted fruits. Okay. So, on the bourbon, sure you can get peach. Sure, why not? You can get citrus. Fine, great. Again, there's no wrong answer. It's whatever right. you flavor. But it was surprising. I yeah. wasn't expecting yeah. that. That was the first thing my right. my head well, told my I mean, was told what, by what's my nose. Mark always said Gillespie on whiskey case. So I said it's like the aromas are, are they're like memories. Yes, you know. So it's whatever pops into your head. I mean, there's no wrong answer. I'm thinking an old All in the Family episode when I when I knows this. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born the days that Miller played songs that made the hit parade? <laughs> Guys like us, we had it made. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> We'd like to apologize <laughs> already to everyone. All we've said involved, basically is that we're old. It was I remember with, when that was the first run. It was, it was involved with the show or the lyrics. We, we didn't watch them on reruns. <laughs> All right. So, Norman Lear, if uh, if you're listening, uh, we do apologize. Very sorry. But this is great. This is a great nose on this whiskey. I can tell you that. It's possible. Now, the, the big thing when you get a, a full um, single cask, single barrel, you're getting something that's much heavier in terms of the alcohol content you get something that's 40, 43 and you nose it you don't really get the alcohol burn on the flavor, on the nose part you don't get the astringent you don't get the medicinal quality the nose hairs don't singe right when you get something this high it's hot you, know, you, you can it, feel it you give it time yeah because you gotta push past the first two or three nosings because all you're getting is the alcohol right and you're like well you might not like alcohol if that's all you got. And then you got to kind of push through it to find the peach, to find the vanilla, to find butterscotch or caramel or whatever nose you're picking up on no, this. Um, now you're right. And, and now that we've been enjoying the nose and it's opening up a little bit, you know, I get a little grassiness to it. I get a little earthiness. And this is a peated whiskey. It's, 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 it's not peated? Not peated. No. Okay. So, uh, Pete, what they're going to do is they're going to use Pete as a fuel source to – you wet the barley – so it germinates. As soon as it starts to germinate, then you heat it to kill it. So now it's no longer going to grow. Um, most of the distillers have replaced their traditional the right heating. Well, you heat it so that to it no longer ferment, it no longer germination. germinates. Right. So, okay, you so, kill you've so killed technical. So you kill it. You've killed it. Okay. So <laughs> most of the distillers, because, because peat is a, uh, a commodity at this point, uh, most of the distillers have switched to a more conventional fuel source like natural gas or coal or something else as opposed to peat. Um, peat is going to impart very heavy smoky notes. So it's going to be like a barbecue. It's going to be a, like a house fire for Gilo's flavor profile. He likes burned down house. It smells like, house. A, it smells like a house fire? Burned down house. Not like this. Burned this down house. But I mean, um, a peaty smoky light. Okay. But, but when, you, when you go to more Speyside, more Campbelltown, more... Highland uh, Scotch whiskeys, they're not going to have the same amount of peat notes or that barbecue texture that you're going to get if you go to Isla or some of the other islands. So let's check in with boozedancing.com. How would you, Gilo and Mike, how would you talk about how you would review this if we were looking at your YouTube video? I mean, you know, we start with the color. Not that the color really tells you a whole hell of a lot, but it's pretty. And we like... I got a very lemony color to this, almost like what's on your shirt. Like a golden, yeah, like a golden color. Yeah, not I, really amber. It doesn't really have like a whole lot of brown and, and notes into it. Based on the color, you can kind of tell what they've done. Uh, very light whiskeys tend to be maybe a little more peated, or very, it could be an older barrel that's very, been used a couple of times, very, or, so or a barrel that's been been kind of washed out. Or very dark whiskeys have probably spent time with sherry, sherry cast, cast or wine cast or, cast or okay. something else in the end. When you get something like this, it's got you know the, the, the typical bourbony kind of color to it, where it's going to be a caramely, ambery. 
Maybe on the light end because it's, it's refilled. Yeah, it's not quite as dark as the bourbon. Not it's going to be a no, little, not at all. It's going to be a little. It lighter. almost looks like it could Amber be. Not it almost floor. looks like no. a Chardonnay. You know, I think I, I, I would agree with that. Like, like an oaky like Chardonnay. Wine. Yeah, yeah. So you've had a chance to nose it, and I'll read the ridiculous you know notes they put in here: aromas of sucky sweets, because everyone likes a sucky sweet. And to care, to, care to tune in there, Gilo? Cooling ice. <laughs> I don't know. They're British. Cooling know, they're ice. Scottish. They have their thing. Cooling ice, peppermint tea, a drop of water releases, white chocolate cheesecake, and salted caramel sauce. Like, so I'll know, go through and I'll talk you about You know what? I'm going to taste this and I'm going to do a drop of water because, and see you know, the caramel. The Brits and the Scots, they don't go to a candy shop. They go to a sweet shop. They okay. go to a sweet shop. And, and, they'll, and they'll talk about things that you can only candy. get there. They're you only know, We'll have bottle caps and you know gummy bears. Twizzlers. And they may have something else. They'll, like, they'll talk about Maltesers and they'll talk about... Some kind of weird, I don't know, what other... Arrows and whatever other kind of candy oh, like they have over there. Cadbury's, you know. Right. We'll go and we'll say it's Kit Kat. It's uh, it's it's Mary Manson fairy cake. It's, it's a Hershey special it's dark. figgy pudding. It's whatever kind of right. nonsense they have. Right. We, we've gotten to a figgy pudding reference. Figgy now. pudding. Figgy pudding. Figgy sticky, pudding. sticky toffee pudding. So you know, it, you know it a bunch of times. You want to go and swirl it a little bit to get agitated. We talked earlier today about agitating beer to get right. some of the nosing out of it. You do the same thing with this. Um, you want to make sure it's warmed up a little bit to your. Not to your full body temperature, but a little bit more than what the barrel, bottle was at. And then you just keep nosing it. And each time you nose it, you're going to get a little more out of it. I like to give it a good nosing before you taste it, because after you taste it, then you get a little more of the, of the aroma coming in. And that kind of... What's nice is you've been rambling on so much for the last and 15, your glass 20, 30 minutes. And I think the vapors have pretty much dissipated completely. Now you can actually smell the whiskey. So thank you for being a blabbermouth. <laughs> I'd say that hurts my feelings, but you it's know true. it doesn't. It's true. <laughs> it's all true. All right, so, so we got a cheers. 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 There you go. Now we're allowed to dive in. And I think on the taste, you're going to get, again, you got to push past the alcohol because obviously at 56. There's a, there's a lot of alcohol there's a lot that, of heat. that comes off right away. Mm. And you got to get very oily. You got to get the first one to go it's through and then you move on. It's oily. It's a little dry. Wow. I get like a little clove. Maybe I'm not getting a lot of sweetness out of this though. It's funny you say that. I don't find I, it particularly the, the sweet. The sweet on the nose is not coming through no. on the flavor, and I get it like like you said the clove. I get cinnamon. Um, I can taste the bourbon oakiness at the end. Mm. And, and you had a little bit of peach up front. I had a little bit of vanilla, and you don't really get a lot of that because again, there's so much heat involved, and it's so much barrel involved that it kind of dissipates a lot of that. And then we look to see. Is there flavor front to back? Are they like choppy flavors? Is it well balanced? And then the finish, is it abrupt? Is it quick? Is it drying? Does it burn? Is there like a fire at the end that you really don't want to have? I find this very dry. And I get a fire at the end. Yeah. It's like a... like a Almost, almost like a, even down to the mid part like of little, my chest. Like a cinnamon, you know, like a yeah. red hot. Like you get that little bit of burst. But not like pure cinnamon, but just like that kind of heat. Like almost like a chili heat. But for... Chili is right on because you get that bitterness or that yeah, that, just a little bit. It's not bitterness, but it's like that like tannic. Yeah, or like that a little tannin, like you said, like an oaky chardonnay. Yeah, where you get a little bit of the tannin, but not like with a red wine. But for for fifty seven six, I don't think the burn is that long. No, I don't think so. Which either. yeah, I've had some that the burn kind of goes yeah a couple the minutes. Burn, the burn is sitting yeah. underneath my upper lip and my front teeth. <laughs> and it's just all like on the, like the 
first third of right? the mouth. Right, that's what so I'm it saying. Doesn't go deep. It's not that bourbon feeling in the back of your and mouth. Isn't like the tongue the way? That, sorry about that. Glass. That's all right. But with put that the anywhere, tongue, isn't it like situated that you get certain tastes on certain bits of your tongue? Yeah. Like I don't know, spices in the back, sweetnesses in the front, right. and you get like spice on either side. However, that works. So it's always kind of interesting the way things go. You know. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit it with a little bit of water. I'm from South Jersey, so we say water. 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 Yeah. Water. There's two O's and a D. Where in, in there. South Jersey? I grew up in Mount Laurel. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so you're not far from. Right? No. So what were we gonna nose? What were we going to so nose if we added you, some? When you added water? the water, now it's no longer at fifty-seven-six. It's going to be dropped down a little bit, and the alcohol is going to be gone. So now you're actually going to nose. Far more of the actual flavors of the, the the liquor as opposed to just the alcohol that was coming in. It changed a little bit. So it you changed a little bit with the, because the vapor um, isn't there. All right. So when you impart to me, or you suggest to me, chocolate notes, right? Was that what it came uh, off on white the White chocolate, white chocolate was their cheesecake. idea. And, uh, wow, there and goes the cheesecake and, reference. And salted caramel. You're like Nostradamus on cheesecake. <laughs> Nostradamus. That's what I like. I like Nostradamus. So you don't get so much of the alcohol. You get more. Uh, there might be more menthol involved now because some of that alcohol stringent is gone. You're going to get uh, probably more of the vanillas, more of the caramels, more of those notes. I like up. this now that it's been proofed and, down. Mm. And that's the big thing is that if you, if I get something at forty percent, I can't do anything to it. Yes, you're if right. If I get it at fifty-seven, I could bring it down to where I like it. A couple drops, a lot of drops, <laughs> maybe a teaspoon of water, something in there to go and adjust this down to a flavor profile that it's much more approachable. Yeah, I now that I don't, you know, obviously I can't tell you what I proof mine down to, but I do get a lot more flavor, less burn, which allows me to enjoy the. Yeah, uh, I still get a lot of cinnamon though. If there's a good bit of heat on this, and I'm, I'm not getting a lot of vanilla, and I still think there's all that really drying aspect of, towards the end. Yeah, there's still a lot of the barrel, yeah. Yeah. the barrel notes. It's not fruit, good or bad. It's just that's what it is. The fruit I'm getting like yeah. raisiny, sort of raisiny, like a like a white raisin or whatever it is. But it's it's not super rich, like let's say like a dried fig. I'm not getting that. I'm getting more like vanilla, cinnamon, no apricots. So let me ask you for you, uh, you know, I, now that you've had it, and, and I don't know the review side of things, how do you review things? I mean, how how do you determine or how do you share that this is something you'd put on a credit card? This is something you'd pull the money out of the mattress for? Yeah. This is something, you know, if I, if I went to a drinking establishment and I looked at it, it was on, on the menu, yeah. I would do that. How, how do you guys do that? Well, I mean, it's subjective, right? Right. So, and it's all about... Do I like it? Do I not? Would I plop down a couple of bucks and pay for it? So, I don't love this. I don't. I don't love it. It's good, but I don't like it as much as other whiskeys that I've had. And I and I've had the Glendronic Twelve. Yeah, and, and I, I like really, those and a lot. I really enjoyed that. The Twelve, the fifteen, and this is just different. Um, not good or bad to me. No, but different. like what you said is this is something that they said mm-hmm. it wouldn't. Be what, what we want to blend into, Absolutely. let's say, what they're like a twelve or whatever. Right. Um, but this would be something that they feel comfortable releasing for that experience to say, "Hey, try this right out of this cask and see what you think." Well, because I mean, with the distillery, right? If you're putting out a Glendronic twelve, you want that to taste the same. You want your user to have the same. Okay, that was a Glendronic club. Yep. yep, twelve. You know, when you do a single barrel, there's going to be variability. You know, if you do batches, like let's say, uh, what's the one we like? What's the bourbon? The, uh, the one with the pretty bottle with the horsey. <laughs> the horsey. With the horsey on top. The horsey blends. Yeah, the blends. The blends, the blends is single barrel, right? Yeah. So there is batch variation amongst all the blends. You know, maybe they take five, ten barrels. But the horsey never changes. 
Well, the horsey does change. You know the whole thing about the horse, right? I was just messing with you. You, you know the you know the you know the story with the horse. Right? Well, share the story. Go ahead. You're, so you're a collector. When you when you go and you buy a bottle, the horse stopper on top on the lower section by the horse's hoof has a letter, and the letters actually spell out blends. And if you line them up in order, it's the horse in the race. Right, based and on the Kentucky Derby. Based on the Derby. Yeah. And they actually will will sell you a, for lack of a better term, a lazy Susan aspect to sit on top of an actual barrel head. And if you spin it, it gives the reflection with a light on the wall of the horse running the race as the horse goes through. Right, because that's, it's, that's the next BoozeDancing.com um, episode. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you guys spinning the lazy still, Susan. I'm still missing it. You're missing it. What are you missing? I'm missing an elk. You're missing an elk. If somebody can get Mike an elk, he'd like to buy a valve. You got to buy the bottle. You can't just buy the stopper. You got to buy the bottle. No, you got to buy That's what I'm saying. Could somebody send Mike an O, please? Just so he can finish. Now, I enjoy this bottle. For me, it has a lot of floral notes to it, a little bit of fruit, and it has enough of the barrel to make it interesting. So, I enjoyed this, but I could see why maybe it doesn't have enough for you because there's no peat involved. Well, I'm not all and, about the peat. No, I'm not saying it's all, but there's no yeah. peat involved at all. So that's one degree of complexity that's not in this. Yeah. And it's probably better with water than it is. That's without. why I said when and when I had the water. A, well, maybe I don't want the bottle because I had water in it to make it a little more palatable. So, so for you, I mean, you like the bottle. This would be, hey, I'm charging this one. This one's going on my card. I'm bringing this back home. Gilo, for you, this might be, hey, I might, if I see it on, on a menu at a bar, I might order it. I might. But maybe this could even be served by having maybe one ice chip in it yeah. or by the point that I we're will, all sharing. I, I think we like it when we proof do it down. Ice. I will rarely do I don't think I really ever do ice. Okay. With straight whiskey. For a cocktail, sure. Okay. But with whiskey, no. I like, I like it as is. You like, the, wanna, you like that room I temperature. I want taste. I want the heat. I want the, the slap in the face, if you will. I want to know I'm drinking whiskey. Like we were talking about when we were drinking beer and how beer fills you up, you know. But with whiskey, you know, I can drink a lot more of it over a longer period of time. And right. As long as I behave myself, I can, you know, drink four or five hours. If I go a little bit too heavy with the heavy pours, <laughs> then it becomes a problem. So I find I can pace myself better with a higher proof spirit because you get that burn. It kind of says, whoa, slow yourself down a little bit. You know, whereas you're drinking beer, you can have five, six beers next thing you know. Again, this, is, this goes back to the social, yeah. the communal aspect of, of alcohol, spirits, things like that. Right. We talked about that um, breakfast stout yeah. that we had earlier. It's something you want to share. Yeah. And, you know, even even with what we had, I, I don't even think we, we I don't even think we had eight ounces at, at the time, but that was very that was that was a nice sipping beer. That was a nice enjoyable right. beer yes. to just share. And, and that's part of that. What we share, what we interact with. And, and be able to share our thoughts and feelings about and, that. And, and that's really part of the, the fun of it, is that you're actually able to bring an expression to the table that you really like. You know, we do a bottle share two or three times a year, and there's maybe 15 or 20 of us that come to the house. Will and, you join us for one? And, absolutely. Fermented and, Adventure and would love to come. Yourself invited. Thank and you. you. You just bring a bottle, and the rule is a bottle you've always wanted to try or a bottle you want to share. No price point, no nothing. Just whatever it is. So you bring stuff out, and, you know, one year we had three bottles of Monkey Shoulder. It's the only time we ever had an update, you know, where a bunch of people doubled up. Uh, one year we had the James T. Kirk. Where am I going to find that? You know, Star Trek bottle of whiskey that Shatner rolled out. You're like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and it's just a bunch of different expressions, a bunch of different opportunities to try things. And again, it, drinking in a vacuum, it doesn't enhance the joy of what you're doing. 
Well, you, I, you do it with a group of people. It's a whole, a whole it's, different experience. It's a conversation. I appreciate that. Go with and the I British think, model. It's called a public house, right? Yes. Yeah. So you want to be with you know you want to be with your neighbors. You want to be with your friends. Yeah. You want to hang out. You want to have a good time. So what events do you do? You, what events does um, booze drinking? dot com have booze coming dancing. up booze dancing booze drinking see we I've drink had, it booze I've dancing. had some whiskey now booze um, drinking yeah now See? I know how this works yeah yeah uh, I'm gonna have to start putting notes down just so I can keep up okay. um, what what events does booze dancing have coming up you mean to attend yeah I mean do you have something that places you're gonna be people can find um, you if they can I mean, recognize well, you by your voice I guess the next one will probably be the American, American whiskey, whiskey convention, convention. Yeah. that's in April next thing coming up that. and yeah. that'll be at the Seaport Museum in right. Philadelphia and there might be Kiddish Fest up in New York. Kiddish Fest. What Kiddish is Fest. Kiddish Fest? So there was there was a single cast nation, the Jewish Whiskey Company, headed by Jason Johnstone Yellen and Joshua Hatton, back in ninety two or ninety three. You've heard of Whiskey Fest, right? Of the course, one, the one that Malt Advocate or Whiskey Advocate puts up in yeah. New York. Well, the one year they moved it to a Friday, and what we didn't know, there was a huge, huge Jewish whiskey community up in New York. So when they moved it on Friday, they moved it to Shabbat, so they couldn't go. So Jason and Joshua came in and said, you know, we're going to host an event on the Wednesday or the Thursday before Whiskey Fest so that, you know, the Jewish community can go to the event. Very cool. So when's Kiddish Fest? So they started uh, the uh, Jubilee. They started in 92 or 93. They ran it for about six or seven years. They also have an import company, the Jewish, the, the, the Jewish Whiskey Company. Or single cast nation where they bring in like the society does they bring in single cast bottles okay from all over they bring in something from Catoctin Creek they've done wild turkey bottlings they've done stuff in Scotland so they ran this event for six or seven years the caterer for the event was Ari White of uh, the Wandering Q who's a kosher barbecue up in New York and he does like brisket and all kosher barbecue he better do brisket. Oh, he does a fantastic <laughs> brisket. He's a really... And, and the salmon is... Oh, it's all good. Smoked salmon? He does a lot of really nice stuff. Okay. So he was the caterer. So Joshua and Jason, who also worked for Impex Beverages, who was their import company, the Prince stuff. Well, they worked for the Impex company. Impex Beverages company. They kind of decided to step back from Jubilee. They were running an event in New York, uh, Chicago, and, and Seattle. I guess it got to be too much. They wanted to focus more on the retail side of the business for a little while. So they mothballed the event. The caterer said, you know, I'm going to run the event. So last year he started Kiddish Fest. Okay. And he ran the event down at the in Battery Park. So Kiddish Fest 1 was this past June. I think there's going to be a Kiddish Fest 2 this coming June. So That would be son of Kiddish Fest? I guess. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Kiddish Fest 2. Kiddish Fest 2. Kiddish Electric Boogaloo. All right. I like that. There you go. All right. We're doing all the marketing and pre, yeah. pre-marketing for them. So we'll probably be at that. Okay. And, which was a really nice event, a really nice venue. It's great because it's right by like Statue of Liberty in Battery Park. Great view of like the New York skyline. And, uh, so right now, you've got some events coming up. Yep. It sounds like you have some bottle shares that you do and some yeah. events within Eternally that you do. That's a close circle of friends. Where do people find you? How can we find boozedancing.com? Right there. Okay. Where boozedancing.com. Else? Talk about where else people can find you. Twitter at boozedancing. Instagram at boozedancing. Uh, Facebook. I think it's the it's just the boozedancing page. And on YouTube. Right now, we're just, you know, you, you got to find us for boozedancing TV on YouTube. 
And your latest, uh, you'll, you'll find you on RVN TV. Yes. Um, RVNTV.tv, your For episode airs on, uh, on, on um, it would be at this point if I get this edited or you missed it, but it would be uh, on December 17th, you'll appear there and you'll get to see what you guys look like uh, oh, up God. close and personal. Sad but true. <laughs> uh, we apologize in advance. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. We were going to go the, uh, what was it, the unknown comic? <laughs> with, the, with the bag on your head? Sure. Yeah. You're going to go as a Saints fan? Well, not you don't go as a I guess you go as a Bengals fan now. I guess. Yeah, I was, or after the Giants, you go as a Giants fan. I was hoping to just go as the witness protection where they just shadow me. <laughs> I, yeah, I can we pixelate? Anything. Can they pixelate? We'll, we'll the pixelate you and we'll I change think, your voice. Was, Excellent. Yeah, we'll put you behind the screen. You know, I had a Batman glass for the uh, CBS, so if you want to make me Christian Bale, that's fine. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> That'll work. You're done. Guys, Mike and Gilo. Um, Boozedancing.com. I'm so glad you guys, from the moment we met, I'm, I'm really excited. And I'm looking forward to great things and, and, and really fun things coming out of uh, your show. Thank you. And really appreciate you taking the time to be on Fermented Adventure. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Sure. Thanks. It was great. Guys, thanks. Cheers. Cheers.